You're listening to Human Hackers, where we talk human and online. With Phil Richards and Ian Hopkinson. Episode 4, The Challenges of Finding Your Identity, Presence. Phil, it should be illegal to continue this podcast, but here we are. I think it's it's a juicy one and one that is just so easy to get engaged in. Just way, way, way too easy to get engaged in. It's like it's got that edgy feel to it. Yeah. And in reality, it's what probably most people would desire, in, I guess, in terms of actually getting to that place where they feel maybe a little freer and they're doing what they love doing and doing it seamlessly. So it's a, it's it's developing. It's linked to performance, but will define a distinction between performance and presence as well during the course of the podcast. Yeah, and we've touched on this throughout the the earlier episodes, and I've been chomping at the bit to get to this one. Um, and I I want to say thank you for the trip, Phil, because I feel like we've. <laughs> I, I just need to put that out there because I think I feel like we've been on the identity bus, you know, hurtling across the desert, you know, soul searching. You know, being prepared to hit a few potholes along the way, um, mm. including trying to figure out whether we need takeaways or not, and and here we are, here we are in episode four. The, the big, the big, yeah, the big questions of the world there, Ian, and, and I think the the takeaway question is an interesting one. We didn't have one last episode, didn't have a takeaway per se for the last episode. This one we have got some takeaways, and yeah. it's just again, it just depends on. The nature of the topic and the last thing we want to do and that we'll link into this uh this idea within this podcast episode as well the last thing we want to do is have this rigid structure that we're working to it has to be open it has to be free it has to be easy and that's where all the the creative elements come from and what we're looking to do here in the podcast is define what those elements are that allow us to have that that presence and you know, presence follows on from the three previous episodes. So we started out with contributors in looking at uh, the identity topic, what are the contributors? And then we went on to look at creation. So in other words, what level of influence do we have over identity? Uh, what can we do to create that identity for ourselves? And then number three, we looked at purpose. So we said, okay, we've got an identity. We need to probably understand what the function is, what the purpose is of that identity, how we can use it for ourselves and others. So what, what presence is as a fourth topic is it's it's saying, okay, so you've, got a, you've got a purpose, but how do you multiply the effect of that? How do you magnify the effect of that so that you've got something that has this unmistakable presence, whether it's you as an individual in the room or whether it's your organisation online? Mm. How does that organisation or the individual have that that? Literally, it's a feeling. We, we can't put a box around it. <laughs> it's just not something that you can way or measure in any way shape or form but it comes back to that basic you know limbic system in the human being the the emotional contributors to how we experience and therefore how we feel life and i would have picked this episode to not have the takeaways so i'm amazed mm, isn't, isn't that interesting i'm amazed that we've come up with three uh, which is good because it because it is one of those and we've talked a lot about how we could go off on all sorts of tangents on this podcast, but it is one of those episodes that could do that. So it does need a bit of structure to it. Otherwise, we'll get yeah. get off the off the rails. And, and probably the key place to start, because it is potentially you're like a really esoteric topic, is to to look at uh, an example. And and 
what I'll, what I'll use, I'll use the, I'll use what I went through to get the 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 whiteboard outline for this topic. So <laughs> I went, I went, I went into the shed, into the shed with the, all the whiteboards around me, and sat down, got the whiteboard marker, and then the next thing I did was put on NXS. So anyone listening in right now, you don't have to be an NXS fan to understand this. You don't have to like NXS. Uh, I happen to like NXS. I don't know anyone so who doesn't I, like NXS, but anyway, I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, they probably are. But what it did, it, I was using the shed as a, a space where, um, you know, I, I create very easily. But by turning the, the music on and identifying with the band, I guess, in particular, uh, you know, the nature of, of Michael Hutchins in terms of his 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 performance capability and the way he performed, um, that was my reference point. And, you know, that's no different. If I watch that, I get lost in those music DVDs because there's, there's a feeling about it. I can't I can't put my finger on it. I can't measure it. I can't weigh it. But there is a feeling about it. And it's just something about that individual that seems to be just really, really positive, really, really worthwhile and something that I want to be part of. Mm. And, you know, the same thing happens in watching, uh, you know, you might see... Uh, on a current affairs show, you might see someone goes and does something for someone else that everyone knew was a good idea, but most people don't have the the guts or the courage to, to take that action. And this person did. There's something that that particular circumstance generates in terms of a feeling that is unmistakable. Mm. And, and that's what I think we're identifying here as the presence. It's being able to literally have that feeling about who you are and how you're being in the moment that creates this intangible feeling for the people that are surrounding you or interacting with you in the moment. And that's that's really a, a major piece of the jigsaw puzzle is getting that reference point up front. You would have had the same thing in, in the music industry, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I can relate to the to that. Being in that space, um, getting being able to access that, that presence as well, but getting in that space when... You're, yeah, you're in that performance mode is amazing because it's it is a, a case of you're focused and you're not thinking. It's just flow like things are just flowing, and you know when you're you know, when you're observing that as well. You know, in the case, it's great great example the in excess example of Michael Hutchins. What a what a presence! It's so engaging. You just connect. You want to connect with that person. And there's a lot of elements below that too, like in terms of the you know looking at what the technicalities are around what is actually happening to trigger that is is a you know another topic for us. But probably at this stage, the key distinction between performance and presence is probably worth defining. And what seems to happen, and again, you know we we can't be experts in this. We can have an opinion, and that's fine. Everyone can have a different opinion. That's okay too. But the thing is, in order to get performance, invariably there is presence within it. And you sort of alluded to that just a second ago. So you have to be in that, that have that presence to then allow the performance to turn up. So your own mm. presence combined with your skill or capability, those two things together then allow performance. So if we, if we use continue with the music analogy where, you know, you have a presence as a person, you have a presence on stage, um, and you can also play the guitar. And so that presence exists prior to playing the guitar. 
when you add the guitar, what you're then creating is the performance because the performance is what people see and experience from the outside. The presence is what they feel from the outside. Mm. So there's a, a really subtle distinction, I think, between performance and presence. But to have performance, true performance, the presence needs to be there anyway. So they're, they're the elements of a, a performance as opposed to the presence that is interacting with those elements. Is that a good way of describing it or am I going to complicate things? <laughs> yeah, I probably see I probably see presence more as something that comes from inside. Yeah. And that it's something that is internal that generates, uh, if, if you think of yourself as being a person that, you know, literally has the ability to create an energy, if you like, has an influence. And, yep. you know, we are electromagnetic in nature. We have a, a feeling about us that um, then results in, you know, a chemical storm inside, which then results in some electromagnetic field of some kind out there, which has been measured. There's no, no, uh, there's no mystery in that. That's not a, it's not esoteric. That's scientific these days. Um, that's that's the bit that you're creating internally. So the presence is what we're talking about there. And then when we talk about performance, it's more about what's happening as you interact with the rest of the world. And as, as you add your particular skill set or capability to that, and others begin to observe it. Yep. So that the presence is a starting position, if you like. I've never really thought this in depth about presence, but I'm actually really happy that I am because I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be great for for the listeners as well mm. to apply this to their own, yeah, their own lives, their own situations. Well, you know, being a mu- musician or not, you know, there's various applications of this, isn't there, across multiple activities, you know, all sorts of activities where you're going to need this presence. But it's obviously beyond activity. Once you're grounded, you can access that zone. You know, I don't know whether you can permanently be in it, but this is, in this case, we're really talking about being able to access that and is it, purely for performance or is it just a way of being i mean we're oh, no, getting a bit it's, esoteric yeah. now but yeah it's a, and and i think when we, we talked prior to the to the episode <laughs> this is going to be so open to getting lost in it but the, <laughs> yeah well I, I think it's it's just a it's a subtle thing and and the the nature of it um links into so many other different things that i've experienced uh through my journey as well in the sense that, you know, people talk about being in the now, they talk about being mindful, they talk about all those things. The realities are that presence has to come from inside. In order to develop it, you've probably got to be in that place anyway. Yeah. And so you're in a place where you're pretty much in the present moment and you're feeling a lot of things. There's not probably not a lot of worry in your world because the outside references, uh, the environment, the body and time don't tend to exist in that sense. So you, you're in that space anyway. So the irony of talking about presence here in Human Hackers podcast, talking about human and online, <laughs> is that it's a way, way, way bigger return than just, you know, working out who you are and how to get an online presence because they're, they're foundational items and that's the whole point. We'll be back shortly with Human Hackers. This is not about just doing the normal chit-chat stuff. It's about digging deeper. Yeah. and understanding where these things come from rather than doing the normal box type things that sit on top. And yeah, it does involve a lot of reflection and yes, it can be painful. Yes, it can take a long time to, to turn up. But I guess we're looking to pro- try and um, you know, aid or in some ways accelerate that process for both ourselves and the listeners. It's a two-way street here um, in order to actually develop, recognize, develop and understand how the presence is created. 
and then ultimately how they can perform in their own right. So the answer is it's a way bigger picture, I think, Ian, than, than what is otherwise a fairly narrow context that's normally regarded in. Yeah, sure. Well, let's try and break it down. What's the what's the first piece? Well, there's three things. I think the, the, the first one's commitment. The second one is the willingness to express. The third one is the starting state. So the commitment piece, the first one, that's that's where, you know, oh, the, the analogy there, I love analogies and acronyms. Um, it, it's that, it, I think, go back to bungee jumping, what it was like to bungee jump, uh, you know, where you, you, you're out there, you, you're trusting the person that you don't know sitting 134 metres above the, you know, the, the bottom of the uh, the ravine in New Zealand and you're on a... <laughs> a, a uh, a barber's chair, an old barber's chair with your feet up and they're strapping these these things around your ankles with looks like just Velcro. <laughs> and, you, and then you sort of waddle out waddle out the plank and there's lots of social pressure from those behind you that are, are really eager to jump but not really. Um, and you're the one on the, on the stage. You're front and centre and you've got a choice at that point. You can't sort of half jump. No. There's, there's going to be a commitment. It's sort of like if you're going to experience this full-on trust the environment you're in and leap completely. So, so, you know, the choice is you can sort of fall off the plank, you can step off the plank, or you can pretty much choose to leap straight out into, into midair mm -hmm. and completely and absolutely trust the, the dude that you've never met that's just tied that Velcro around your ankles. And be howling on and, the way down as well, I guess. <laughs> or just experiencing it was what I remember. <laughs> but the, the, the realities are the point I'm talking about is that commitment piece. It's actually saying that, you know what, to have presence because it involves letting go, in terms of actually allowing it to turn up, you have to let go completely because the more you hold on to where you've been, the more it's going to inhibit the presence turning up. So that commitment piece is sort of the first thing that you need to accept. It needs to be about, you know, saying, I'm, I'm going to go in for this warts and all, you know, there's going to be lots of potholes along the way. It might take longer than I think, but I'm committed to it and and I'm going to get in there and, and I'm going to make this happen. It leads into things like the passion and the... And the uh, the willpower we talked about uh, over the last couple of episodes as well. So, so that commitment piece is about just getting out there and accepting that it's going to be a bit of an issue, accepting that you need to be immersed in the process. So yep. without that occurring, without accepting that up front, without making that commitment in your mind, it doesn't need to be to anyone else, it just needs to be in your mind that you're in for this run, I don't think it really opens a door up to develop the presence for the next two steps. No, it's funny in an online context. I, now that you've explained it that way, I feel that the first two or three hours of engaging with the business is about this first step. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> you know, and and in some cases, you know, two weeks. I know there was a, a situation where I had a, had dialogue going for about eighteen months about this first step before they went. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do this now, and that was the week before they launched their new website. Okay. So you're talking about the bungee, the bungee jump there. Yeah, they were standing on the plank for a long time. They would have gathered dust, I think, in that time before they actually jumped. It's incredible, really. And, and I think, well, and but it's so common, mm. and 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 that's where you know I'm talking about the bungee jump. That's just me as a person. And that's a different ball game, a different context to doing it as an organisation as well. But again, the, the funny thing is, 
and this extends out into a whole of other topics as well. But if, for example, you had a meeting there where you had um, you know, four people you're talking to, and one of those people had a particular presence, and as part of that, or as part of the development of that, they'd made the commitment in their own mind. It might be the business owner yep. that is going to leap. What, what's going to happen is there's going to be a, a contagious element to that when that first business owner leaps. And, and as they leap and they let go and they let this happen, what's going to happen? It's going to become socially acceptable for the other three players in the room to actually go with that as well. It doesn't mean they have to agree with it, but it means they have to let go and actually have that commitment at that stage. Yep. And that's where that's where the ability to understand yourself and have that effect is just so incredibly powerful when it comes back to to influencing other people, which is part of the purpose thing, the previous episode. So, you know, that, that's... Yeah, these things are just so linked up, which does make it challenging at times to talk about them. But I don't think we're doing too badly to navigate the uh, the space right now, Ian, and get that human online context in place. No, we're yeah, we're, we're tripping along fine. You're listening to Human Hackers. Stick around. What about this willingness to express? How does that fit in? Well, as I said, that's probably the second step. So we've got um, the commitment. So we're saying, okay, we're right to go. So we're committing to the journey. So we're stepping forward, committing to the journey. What's going to happen next is you've got to be able to express. You've got to be able to let out what's inside to potentially the rest of the world. And that willingness to express is the first step towards the freedom. Mm. And the freer you are, the higher the energy is going to be. So that willingness to express is the first step is is where you let go where you're going well beyond words where you're starting to ideally express in all forms so it's not just about just about the words it's about you know if you like it could be what you're wearing it could be what you're feeling it could be how you're moving it could be a whole range of of uh, contributors to human emotion and remembering that our you know our mind and our body are linked up so from a a reading people point of view and an emotional point of view you know your uh, physiology and your posture and so on are, are all linked up to how you're feeling inside. So if you shift one of those, e.g. your posture, you're going to affect what's going on inside. So the trick to this is you need to be willing to display that. You need to be willing to notice that. And and that's that's the, the second stage. That's when you start to open up. So the commitment is the start of the journey. Commitment is right. Okay, I'm on this journey, and yes, it's going to be you know it's going to be challenging. It's going to be scary at times, and it might be slower than I want at times, and all that sort of stuff. But I'm on for the journey. The willing willingness to express is saying right now I'm going to actually start letting it go in that moment. I'm going to let it out. I'm going to talk about it. And hackers is for me is a vehicle that's doing that right now, and that the the opportunity to express to a what is an international audience is part of that process that's that commitment but then it's like what do i say when i'm in that space can do i want to be inhibited do i want to just let go and say what i'm really thinking uh, and do things in a non-traditional way in quotes it's that willingness to express it's that second step and and it seeds the freedom yeah it allows the freedom to turn up yeah, it's an interesting space to get into to you know especially when you and i are reasonably you know free and free-flowing and how we express ourselves anyway but it's an interesting zone to then combine that in a podcast and then narrow down 
these very specific topics. It's been quite a challenge. I'm sure that you'd agree with me on that, Phil. Oh, for sure. Um, not only because of the space that we're in, but it's a challenge anyway. And letting go is central to that. And when you talk about well beyond words, I, I have to laugh in that context because I think so much of the early part of development of human hackers was was all about words and perhaps too much about words. And it's only now that we're in the flow of the podcast itself that we're beginning to let go and, uh, and understanding who we're engaging with and, and getting feedback and you know, developing even further. Well, the interesting thing is that where that door opened the most in our own experience, and I'm sure people listening in will be able to pick a similar um, experience in their journey or will be planning on creating one of those experiences, is the, um, the launch of the podcast. As soon as that was the commitment piece, so that opened the door. And then the second stage was the willingness to express, so the willingness to say what needed to be said to actually uh, perform the material, if you like, in some ways, uh, in a way that was more natural and suited to our personalities rather than the way you were supposed to do it uh, being on a podcast. So that's where that, that willingness to express. And, you know, the other thing in willingness to express is is basically a, to, to a large extent, a, a flagrant disregard of other people's opinions, the whole OPO thing. Yeah. Um, it's not saying don't listen to other people because we've said before, seek feedback, go out there and seek feedback. But the context of this discussion right now is about the inner space for you in terms of developing a presence. So in that space, there aren't other people's opinions. No. Because as soon as you allow those other people's opinions to leak into that space inside, no longer are you on the journey of actually developing presence. What you're on the journey of doing is actually developing an identity, if you like, or at worst case, an external presence that matches what other people want you to be. Yeah. And that will not open the door up, I don't think, to the, the true um, definition of experience that we're using in this podcast. No. And... You know, when you're on stage, you know, a lot of the feedback that you've accepted along the way and the the um, the capability that you've you've built up, you know, this is where all of this feeds into this moment. Uh, the last thing you want to be thinking about is what other people think. That's all mm. going to be a distraction to, you know, that's that's going to it's going to take you out of that zone. You've got to you've got to let it flow and trust that everything that you've done previously and the opinions that you've heard are going to fuel that and make that a powerful performance. And it will develop momentum because the thing, the, the first step, the commitment, there will be a, there'll be a seriousness about that. So it'll be like straight face, no smiling lad in this zone. <laughs> and then, then when you go to willingness to express and you start to do that and it starts to feel pretty good, what's going to happen is that's going to multiply. So in other words, it's going to magnify the feeling and it's going to cause it to grow because the more you express, the more you want to express and the more it becomes a natural way of being. Yes. And so developing that presence is, is going to energize you as well. This is the, I don't know, it happens to me all the time. I get hit in the back of the head because everything is connected to everything else. And so by simply expressing, you will be building energy. You will be building energy because what will happen is your view of the world will change. What you'll be taking notice of will change. How you perceive those things that you're taking notice of will also shift, resulting in 
uh, a difference in the chemicals inside that represent the emotion that you're feeling at the time. So ultimately, that that idea gets turned into something in quotes physical in terms of an emotional response chemically inside the body. So that then sets up a chemical environment inside that multiplies the effect even more. So that's where it, that's where there might be scary on the commitment, <laughs> but once the expression starts in the right way, you move to a whole different level. Yeah, and it, it develops the momentum and it and it gets it out there. Yeah, and and look, I use music music examples all the time but it could it could be a presentation that you're giving you know to a to an organization it could be a workshop it could be um, a sporting scenario all this applies to those situations across it's every every human endeavor it is this is what's this is, <laughs> this is why it's universal and that, that's why that's where the power lies because you've got if you're working at the core like the, the base level of how these things fit together, uh, and then going even a little bit deeper to understand and notice and observe what's going on inside of you as part of that process, you're operating at the foundational level. So it means anything that's on top of that foundational level is potentially going to be impacted by those actions at the time. And if you're taking deliberate action, like we're talking about here, you're taking deliberate action around the commitment, you're taking deliberate action about that willingness to express that first opening your mouth or moving in some way or doing something to actually start that process. That's the the big step forward. And that's the bit that will start to um, develop a momentum that is unmistakable and conveniently leads into step three. I was going to say, this is, this is leading into something. Well done, Phil. Mm. You're listening to Human Hackers. Stay tuned. So the third step in, so we've got commitment, we've got willingness to express, and the third one is starting state. So the the starting state is learning how to use existing triggers or existing associations to actually get us into the space quicker. So if we've gone through an experience where we've we felt we've had a presence, so we've been internal and it's just been that really good place to be in and we've noticed the rest of the world is giving us feedback that says, hey, whatever you're doing, I want to be part of that. When you've achieved that, the trick is, is to identify what the key things were that got you into that place. So the starting state is about using those things. And I guess the example I'll use is what happened to me this morning. So, you know, coming up with material for this podcast We'd had a chat the day before and it's sort of like, okay, in the morning, what are we going to talk about? What's the concept going to be? Where is it going to sit? So number one, I go outside to the shed where the whiteboards are. So I'm making a commitment at that stage by going out there and doing that. And I'm already, as I'm opening the door, I'm already in that willingness to express state because that's what happens in that shed. And then the starting state is saying, what do I need to do? So I've got the whiteboard, I've got the whiteboard marker, I've got a seat that I can sit back on and sort of sit back and lean back and reflect on what I've got on the whiteboard. But the next thing I did was that was the key. I turned on the uh, the iTunes and I started playing uh, In Excess, Need You Tonight. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm triggered. I'm, I'm, I'm set up. I'm associated to that particular song in terms of the performance, the way it's performed, the way it sounds, the way it makes me feel. So I'm using that to actually get into that place. And the trick with starting state is that we can have a starting state and then we can actually do something which affects our state 
well, then that becomes the new starting state. So it's got this sort of compound mm. interest feel to it where you're building on something you've already built on. Yep. So, so it's a bit experimental uh, to get to that point where you've got that environment. It's obviously taken you a while to understand that that works for you. That's correct, yes. Yep. So you you, you got you to be willing to do that and experiment and play around with that. And you're doing that probably as a – you're switching between these two places. You're switching between allowing things to happen and becoming an observer of what's happening. And, and it leads back in a little bit to what we talked about in the first episode where we talked about, you know, learning how to become an observer of what was happening. And this is a specific application of that in terms of presence. It's, it's identifying when you've been in that place and then what happened prior to that, how did I feel prior to that that allowed me to be there. And so you're then setting the environment up in a way that then helps trigger that starting state, which then accelerates that process. So you'll get to the place you need to be quicker than you normally would in that sense. So the trick is you've got to go first. You've got to be willing to to be in that place, which is a combination of, of willingness to express plus some letting go. And then you simply build on that. Then you observe what goes on and it feeds back into the beginning. So what you'll find over time, and usually relatively quickly, as long as you allocate the time to reflect on what's happening and notice what's happening, is you'll be able to very quickly discover what the key elements are that lead into that place. And, yeah. and that, that's the third part of this process. And that then leads on to a repetitive process, which then results in, in uh, more understanding, more momentum, higher energy and, I guess, shorter timeframes for what you want to achieve in terms of presence. And so is this what you call an action space, Phil? These are elements that, that are part of the action space. Um, yep. And again, action space is a separate topic as well. There's a lot of other dimensions <laughs> to action space. Um, this, is, this is one, this is a purpose for an action space and this is describing some of the elements that contribute to that action space. So ultimately in the end, you know, and I've, I've been the same as everyone else, I'm sure, um, is that I can conceptualize, I can come up with ideas, I can do all that stuff till the cows come home. Um, it's what I do about it. It's my deliberate action that's going to make the difference. And and what the action space is doing is about maximizing the chance of that deliberate action occurring in the right way. And then, of course, we've got the cycle of, you know, we can do it once, can we do it a second time? But more importantly, can we do it a third time? Mm. So that's, again, that's another another uh, human element um, journey sidetrack uh, that we can we can uh, travel down uh, towards uh, in a future episode as well. Yeah, and look, authors would go through this um, where they'd have to get in that space. And um, I know in the case of some of the, the great authors talking about some of the epic novels they've written, uh, they, you know, it doesn't always show up, but they've got to create this space and give it the best chance. Yep, and then, yeah, and then it becomes yeah. more natural to be, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So probably to summarise, as far as takeaways go, our, our, uh, our ever-present but not always there takeaways, <laughs> um, number one is, is uh, it's important to realise that you don't make presence. What you do is set up the environment for it to turn up. And, and this is a trap that many people fall into. They're trying to make things, and the harder they try to make it, the worse it becomes because they end up, triggering other emotions that are direct inhibitors to allowing that state to turn up. So you don't make it, you set up the environment for it to turn up, number one. Number two, other people's opinions don't really matter. Um, so the 
the context of that, just as a reminder, was saying that when you're inside in that presence, there's nothing about the environment, body or time externally that needs to have any impact. What you're doing is developing that presence inside in the moment and that's all that needs to come into that. So other people's opinions in that moment doesn't matter. And as soon as they start to creep into that space, they're going to inhibit what's going on. Number three is hang on. <laughs> so it's like be ready to just hang on because there'll be things to discover that you didn't discover before. The whole onion rings thing will kick in in terms of you, just, you, know, you discover another layer after another layer after another layer. And it can be easy to get lost in that as well. So it's also important to make sure you bring yourself back out and getting, a, if you like, a third perspective on what's going on inside you. Uh, and that'll involve just noticing and it will involve potentially a little bit of analysis as well to make sense of that as you move forward. And I, I guess the last thing too, Ian, to, to contextualise this whole episode, it's very much been about human, but obviously we've got all those translations into online. Mm-hmm. And because the human is the base of the business and the base of the online presence, there has to be a ripple effect in both of those spaces anyway. And that's something we can explore specifically as we move uh, through the future episodes of Human Hackers. Yeah, it's really powerful. I just had a, a weird image, though, of the, the bungee jumping and the hang on. And, of course, that doesn't really work. <laughs> but um, I, I was mixing the analogies in my head where the guy had already jumped and then... And it's like, hang on. And I know that's not what you mean, but that's where my head went. So, no, you're right. Yeah. No, that's, and that, that's, yeah. And I guess that's the way it goes. But I'm okay with that, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is, this is going to be a really great platform, I, I suppose, now that we've set up with these four episodes to get into the more specific topics. And, and like you said, you know, the, the business and the online applications will really start to, fire on all cylinders and really really trigger really really or really really trigger off yeah really trigger off critical elements here that people uh people will hopefully get some value out of there's definitely a lot of these topics that come up all the time often it's good to have a bit of help and a bit of inspiration along the way because as the the series suggests it is a big challenge Oh, it's a, it's a challenge in, in every every direction, but life's a challenge as well. And again, the stimulus process. So it's about stimulating the thinking. It's about challenging. It's about using, in our case, using ourselves as the the guinea pigs or the examples um, as part of that process and the spirit of being uh, letting go and, and being free to express in our own right within the context of the podcast. Um, and most importantly, it's about practical steps and deliberate action. So we can feel really comfortable about talking about all this stuff and, you know, it's really inspiring or it's really interesting and intriguing, whatever you choose to describe it as. Um, But it's what you're going to do about it because just way too many times, just way, way, way too many times, so frequently it's not funny. Everyone will know what to do, but they won't be taking action to do it. And I I think this, this episode out of the four is potentially the most powerful in terms of getting inside and understanding what it's about. And, um, you know, but we, we need to make sure that that understanding then takes us somewhere through deliberate action. So we need the practicality, Zane. We can't just be talking about it. No. Well, we definitely are going, uh, going somewhere. Exactly where? Well, I guess people will have to hang around to find out. 
thanks again, Phil. I think we're we've got past the you know the the crawling before we walk now. We're well and truly walking, mm. so it's going to be interesting to start getting people on. I was going to say on the show. I don't know what to call it, but on the podcast. Yep. And and start engaging with them, get their experiences. If we keep talking about ours, we might run out of experiences to to share. Absolutely. Yep. It's pretty free flowing. It's another level again. And and getting people that are willing to do that that have got that energy will multiply the effect of the community as well. So um, I'm really, really looking forward to that process to expand and develop the uh, the presence, I guess, of of uh, the Human Hackers podcast. Thanks, Ian. Perfect, Phil. See you on the next one. Okay. Good one. You're listening to Human Hackers. 